life is a good plan. His plan isn't to hurt you, it's to help you. It's not trying to put you down, he's trying to lift you up. He's, he's giving you hope and a future. And if you're not living for God, we think that you're crazy. Right? I, I got to tell you something, man. Without God, you, there, there is no hope. There is no future. Uh, we think we've got it, but at the end of the day, we still go to bed and we're empty and unfulfilled and broken and, and lost. But with God, the worst day is better than the best day I've ever had without God. Amen. Now, I just thank God. I just want to uh, tell all of the men that are working hard tonight to put this together how much I appreciate you. I love you. You're great men. And there's just nothing like being surrounded by men who know God. Amen. Where's Corey at? Corey, Corey. <laughs> hi, brother. Thanks for the hundred dollars. Just, just want to thank you publicly. High and dry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. God is good. I dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. Yea, though I walk through the valley of wetness. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It is an incredible honor to have with us tonight Mike Walker from Pulse Falls. He pastors a great church. How, how long have you been there? Like 28 years. 25 years. 25 years at the same church. And they still like him. They, they love him. Well, okay, well, let me start over. 25 years at the same church, great church, great family, great ministry, and it's a great opportunity for us to receive a word of God from such a great man. Brother, come on. I love you. Appreciate you coming. Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. How many are glad you're here today? Awesome. Could I have something to put this on? Thank you. Yeah, we're, I'm very excited to be here and, uh, with Pastor Tom and, and Garden Assembly here in Kennewick. And uh, I met your pastor uh, about a year ago and, uh, at, a men, at men's camp. I saw it posted in the restroom here. You're going again, so are we. But my son and I were standing there as all these motorcycles come in. I looked over at my son and said, this is kind of intimidating right here. But uh, they all got off the, the bikes, and I found out these are some pretty good guys. And so it's just a very big honor to be here. And I've got two of my brothers here and their families, so we thank God for, for them and uh, Don and Jim. And uh, so they're in their families all right there. Why don't you all raise your hand so we can all see who you are. Amen. So uh, it's just uh, that makes it a double blessing for me. And uh, to be, you know, to be able to do this and be here. And uh, yesterday, what is today? No, Friday morning, my 10th grandchild arrived. And uh, we started young, and they started young. So anyway, we're, we're really uh, proud of that. My, young, my youngest son had his third, uh, a little boy, and so we're, we're very thankful for that. But uh, we ready to rock and roll? Okay. And uh, this has been an awesome experience. You know, when we came in today and saw all of the cars out here and the motorcycles and, and everyone, you know, the buzz. You could just hear the buzz and feel it in the atmosphere. And it was, it was uh, just awesome. And, and I look around, as I look around and see these cars, some of these are like dreams uh, that someone has invested their time in and invested their money in to see something they saw, you know, before it was finished it was just a dream, but now there are dreams that are there, and 
I believe that Jesus is the one who fulfills our dreams in our life and brings that to reality for us. But when I think about cars and traffic jams and hot summer days, there's two words that come to my mind, and that's road rage. times on the way to church, come on somebody, on the way to church, it's on. How many knows what I'm talking about? We, we get in that fight on the way to church and it might be over, you know, uh, the issue of, come on, I want to get there on time today or whatever, you know, especially if you got kids, you know, that are getting it going and pretty soon it's all on and, and, and you know, you don't want to do it and then you get here and you're all, how you doing, Pastor. You know, but just a minute ago, you know, smoke is coming out of your ears, you know. And, and so th- th- that happens a lot. To, so it's normal. Just look at somebody else near you and say, it's normal. Because it's life, isn't it? And so, but we're going to look at this today a little bit because, uh, you know, I believe that God has some answers for us so we can have strong families. The Bible says in Ephesians 4, verse 26, he said, be angry but sin not, and don't let the sun go down on your wrath. So it's okay to be angry, but not to sin when we're in that angry. So Jesus got angry. In the Bible, we can read where he got angry and, and drove the money changers out, you know, and they, they weren't doing things right, and, but he didn't sin in it. And so uh, I, I wonder how many here, don't raise your hand, have gotten angry and then the language changes. You know, the... Those words you thought you weren't going to say anymore start coming out, and uh, you start talking in, in you know the other language. And uh, I don't I know in this church that doesn't happen. So we're just talking about my church up there in Idaho, right? But 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 you know if we're really real about uh, about it and look at the truth, sometimes that is the case. 
Not all the time, but sometimes it depends. You know, because I think I look around this room and I don't know, you know, some of you, what your backgrounds are, where you're from, or some of you maybe are just like some of those barely saved, just got in type of people where, you know, uh, just stop in front of me too fast and I might be the guy decking you. You know what I'm saying? And so it's just right there under the surface. So uh, I think we need to look at this because, you know, when the language changes, then the low blows come. And maybe it's, uh, you know, you pull out the, you always do that. Or uh, you never do this. And then it starts. How many knows what I'm talking about here? And, and, and if you don't want to raise your hand, it's okay. Because I know you don't, none of us want to get it going just here in the teaching, right? So... We could, we could be in an argument about, you know, what color the car is, uh, you know, but then why are we going back to that? If, if this is the argument here, why are we talking about that? How many knows that sometimes they reach, people reach back and pull something else out because they start to lose the argument or, or feel like they're losing ground? So, you know, I always say illegal, you know, to, if my wife and I get in it and she starts doing that, it's illegal. And she knows that it stops right there. We come back on track. And so we have to look at this. And I don't think any of us in our right mind, if we were, you know, in a, going to a hotel and we went into our room and the mattress was smoking, I don't think any of us would lay down on that mattress because we know that we're going to get burned. Yet, we'll go to the one we love the ones we care about the most, and yet, that's right, we'll say it. When we get mad, we're just going to say it. We know it's going to light the fire. We know it's going to burn, but we're going to say it. And, and it starts because when we're angry, we say things we don't want to say. We do things we don't want to do. We don't really mean it, but at that moment, we mean it. And, and, and then the, the, conse- the consequences come. So... Uh, as we look at this, when we, we wouldn't purposely say something to a family member or a friend that we care about that's going to start a fire, but we all probably have done it without wanting to. We've all probably done it. You know, and so, if not, at least a lot of us have, because we're just not in our right mind when we become angry. Sometimes we, uh, you know, you lose it and you just want to hurt somebody, like we saw on there. We just want to get this over with and get it done. And we feel angry. How many's ever felt angry? You've just felt mad. You can raise, all of us could raise our hand on that one, I think. We've felt that before. We have felt like, I'm just ticked off. You know, I, I'm, I'm not happy about this right now. And when I see all these cars, you know, it, make, it made me think about road rage because it happens. And I, and I think, in, especially down here in the Tri-Cities where it gets so hot in the summer... And the traffic is so thick that you've probably seen it on the news or even seen it or maybe even experienced it yourself down here in this oven. I mean, it gets hot down here. Does it get hot down here? Yeah, it gets hot down here. So, but the, the, truth is, the truth is, the Bible says to be angry but sin not in it. So the truth is that there's no such thing as a perfect family, including my own. And, uh, but listen, a strong family... Is better than a perfect family. A strong family uh, that, that has God with them. As the pastor said today, you have God with you, the God factor, uh, then there's a strength that you don't have without Him. 
And so when we develop strength, we have the power to pull each other up when, when, when the other one's down. We have the power to overcome obstacles of life that come and challenges that come together and solve problems together as a family. Uh, we can be stronger than we are alone. And so today I, I'm going to do my best to help strengthen you and, and your family by showing you how to fight fair. We're going to show you how to fight fair. Is that okay with you? All right? And because you know what? If, if there's two people or more living together, there's going to be disagreements. It's just going to be. And I'm not cursing anybody, but it's just I came from a different background than my, than my uh, wife did. She came from mom, dad, apple pie, and baseball. I came from, you know, three sets of parents, uh, the drug world and... and uh, Organized crime world and all that kind of stuff. So we, we come together and it's like, you know, fire and ice sometimes. But uh, thank God we've been together thir- almost 32 years now. And uh, we thank God for God. Amen. We, we gave our life to Jesus just like a few months after we were married or I don't think we'd be here. But uh, so there, there's going to be those times that come. And, and you know, we, when we talk about Jesus, uh, we have to think about the cross. Because at the cross, we, we can understand that Jesus did something very incredible for us. He took all of our sins and all the punishment for our sins and in exchange gave us his righteousness. That's an incredible thought, isn't it? It's an incredible truth. He took all of our sickness and diseases and gave us his healing. He took all of our fear and gave us his peace. He took all of our confusion and gave us His wisdom. The great shepherd lives inside of us. He took all of our loneliness and gave us a friend that will never leave us or forsake us. It's amazing. He took all of our poverty and gave us riches so that we carry inside of us a blessing to bless other people. Amen? It's incredible. And He conquered all the powers of the devil, amen, all the powers of the devil have been defeated so that we can be victorious in every area of our life. And all of that is freely given to all who will believe it. Simple. Just receive it and believe it, amen. And so with that equipment, we can overcome. With that equipment, we can win this thing. But in the book of James, the Bible says this in chapter 4, What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from evil desires that are at war inside of you? You want something that you don't have, so you scheme to get it. Hmm. You're jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are wrong and only wants what will give you pleasure. So we see here that in the heart of every human is that thing that I just read. In the heart of every human, unredeemed man has this in him. All of us were born with that in us. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. Praise the Lord that we can see that we're okay and that we need a Savior, that we need God in our life. We need the God factor in our life. Praise God. So, you know, we need to, we need to see this. So it's not whether you'll, you will fight. It's how you fight 
that determines how healthy your family is going to be. And, and, and so uh, the problem is when someone fights, it's usually be, they become fighting mad. I mean, you reach a point where you become boiling mad. And, 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 and I want you to see something. This, this is incredible. Because science reveals to us, they've done testing on this, and science reveals this truth to us. When someone becomes mad, their IQ drops 20 points. So if you were a genius, you just became normal. And if you were normal, I'm sorry, you're stupid. <laughs> and, and so, you know, as we look at this, what, what happens, they say this, is what happens is when, when you become angry, all the blood that's in your brain that's helping you make the right decisions and say the right things leaves your brain and goes down into your muscles, enabling you to either flee from the problem and keep on running or fight. And, and so it's, it's a scientific reality that when the blood leaves your brain, you become certifiably dumber. I think when the first police car went by, most of us would have got off that dude. <laughs> but he waits till the guns pulled on him, you know what I'm saying? And it's because he was so mad, he was walking in Stupidville. And so we have to see that and really know that when I get mad, I become stupid. I know it's hard, to, hard for us to say that or to swallow it, but it's the truth. That's why, you know, an hour after you fight, you think... Man, why did I do that? Why did I light that fire and now, you know, I'm going to have to deal with this whole deal? Or you ever, you ever have to deal with some business, you know, one of those phone guys that won't ever leave you alone or some bad deal and you're like, you're, gonna, you're so ticked off and, and you get on the phone and, or you, you talk to him face to face and you, you just give him the riot act, right? But then when you leave, you go, man, I should have said that. That would have been perfect. Well, the reason you didn't say that is because you were stupid when you were in there. 
That's what happens to us. And later our brain has blood again and we think, oh yeah, so if we'd have went in there without the stupid on and, and got that anger down and just went in there and dealt with it, we could have said that. Amen? And, and so th- this is something I think that's going to help us all if we can get a hold of this because... Uh, be angry and sin not, because sin will always take us farther than we wanted to go and make us pay more than we wanted to pay. The other thing that happens is we, you know, is we replay the fight and, said, and we think, man, why did I do that? Or, or why didn't I say this? And uh, what else is hilarious, like this guy we just saw, is when you're, when you're angry like that, you feel big and strong and smart and the adrenaline's running through your veins and you got it together and you know what you're going to do and you know what you're going to say. And it's like, you know, nitro running through one of these cars, you know, just put a little bit of nitro in there or, or you know, uh, airplane fuel and see what happens, you know. And uh, it, just, it just doesn't work. We can't stay running on that, on that place. So... Uh, say this with me. When I'm angry, my IQ drops 20 points. When I'm angry, I'm stupid. You ever have your wife call you stupid idiot? <laughs> Guilty. I've never called her that, though. Who knew? The best time to fight is when you're smart, right? Now, the truth is none of us want to hurt the people we love. And, and so uh, we've got to get a hold of this and understand that we're going to have disagreements, and we can have disagreements without losing it. And, uh, because when we lose it, we're going to be stupid. So I'm going to show you God's way of fighting. In Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, we can read this. This is incredible. It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider the other better than yourself. Watch this. Each of you should look not only out for your own interest, but also to the interests of others. So God's way of, this is God's way of fighting. And if we all operated with God's way of fighting, I think the world would be a better place. God is selfless. Satan is selfish. Pride is, is all about me. It's about taking. But love is all about giving. And God is love. That's why God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So that we could experience life eternal. Amen. And, and I believe that even happens now. So in our fighting, in our fighting, there are two things that, are, that we have to consider. One is the issue. And the other is the relationship. So we have the issue and we have the, the relationship. So I'm going to just show you a couple ways of fighting. And so uh, I need a, a man and a, and a woman up here. Can I have you two just for a minute? Come on up here. And I'll show you the first way. Okay. And uh, the, first, the first example is uh, this one is here, here they are and they're in their fight. Right. And all of a sudden he, he just walks away. Just walk away. Okay? So he walks away. And, and I believe there is a, a, a time for a man to walk away. And that's when he's about to become stupid. Right? But then he needs to come back and deal with it. Thank you. But, but because what happens is, yeah. Uh, the problem, yeah, 
the problem will never get resolved because this shows a person that doesn't value the relationship or the issue. If they walk away and never deal with the issue or the relationship, then that mark will never be changed. So even though there are times when you feel the stupid coming on, you need to walk away, cool off, and get your head on, then walk away, cool off, and get your head on, but then come back and get the issue resolved. How many can, can say, yeah, okay? Okay, here's another one. Uh, the, second, the second one is this. I look out for myself, no matter what the cost. I need two more volunteers. How about a couple men this time? No, we better do a man and a woman since we're talking about family stuff here. Man, another man and woman. Want to volunteer for a minute? How about you two right here in the front row? Okay. Now, you're up here. Stand right here. And you face that way. And you face this way. And uh, back in the old days, you know, they each have a smoking gun ready to shoot. They're going to walk off only because of room five paces. And then they're going to turn and kill the other one, right? Go ahead. One, two, uh-huh. <laughs> See? Okay, I knew that was going to happen. Thank you. Because it's all about me. I'm going to win at all costs. Right? Come on, I'm, I'm going to play dirty. I, I'm going to win this thing at all costs. And, and there, there's no value in the relationship. There's no value. The issue isn't the deal. I, I'm, going, I'm going to do it. I'm going to win. And so, then here's a, you ready for another one? Okay. This one, uh, because this originally is for men, I'm going to, this could be a man or a woman, but I, I'm going to use this as a man. A man who, uh, I'm going to let you win because I love you more than I love the issue. And I know there's a time for that. There are times when we let the issue go because of the love for the relationship, the love for the other person. But it can work at times. But if you always do it, if you're always that guy that never faces the issue, if you're always that guy, yes, dear, yes, dear, yes, dear. If you're always that guy that, uh, you know, you're just going to, you know, be shaped by that, then... You may value the relationship highly, but the, the, uh, the real issue is of no importance to you. And if, and if you let them win, then it's going to become where you lose your identity in the whole thing. And you become this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, the man song. I don't take no crap from anybody else but you. <laughs> I wear the pants around here when I finish with your laundry. Because <laughs> I'm a guy you don't want to fight. When I say jump, you say you're yeah, right. I'm the man of this house. You get home. He's a man. He's a man. When I say goes around here, right out the window. <laughs> and I don't want to hear a lot of whining, so I'll shut up. <laughs> the sooner you learn who's boss around here, the sooner you can give me my orders to you. Because I'm head honcho around here, but it's all in my head. He's a man. He's a man. And I can have sex any time that you want. <laughs> Cause I'm a 
man who has needs, but they're not that important. <laughs> don't expect any flowers from me, because if I'm not mistaken, you prefer jewelry. <laughs> I'm the king of my castle when you're not around. <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. And I'll drink and watch sports whenever I want to get in trouble. <laughs> and I'll come home when I'm good and ready to sleep on the couch. Because <laughs> a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And I'm going to do what you tell me to because I'm top dog around here. But I've been neutered. How many don't want to end up like that dude right there? Come on, man. Give me an amen. amen. All right. So there is a time where we, we give it in for the, for the relationship, but you know what? Man up and, and uh, face the issue and, and work it out because it will be worth it in the end. Amen. You don't, don't lose your identity. Don't lose who you are in your relationships, either man or woman. All right? So... Then there's the other one. I've got a fourth one. And I, how, are, you, are you enjoying this? Is this okay? Okay. Uh, I give a little to get a little. How many knows we're not in politics in this deal? And, and so it, it may work in business. It may work in, in politics. But in close relationships, it's not the best way. If you value both the relationship and the issue, uh, you know, uh, a little, then you're going to compromise. Giving a little to get a little. I believe this. Marriage is 100-100, not 50-50. So we give, uh, you know, like God gave His Son, 100%. Now, God's way, the last way we look at here, God's way is we look out for each other. If you value both the issue and the relationship a lot, you will work out both of, for both of our benefits. We're going we're gonna to go for it. And, you know, sometimes I think that the enemy we face, the, the spirit world that we face gets us sometimes so hung up on each other that we don't see that the enemy that we really fight is coming from without to destroy our relationships. And, and so we need to be together in this journey called life. You know, we're, we're, in, we're eternal beings, but we're doing life together as man and wife. And, we're, and for part of that journey, our families are in our homes with us, but they're always part of your family. And, and so we're doing life together. Uh, for as long as we live on this planet, and then we're in eternity with the Lord. Hopefully, that's where you're going to be too. Amen? But, but God's way is, I believe that when we, when we look at God's way, we can face issues that we have with each other, and at the same time, I got your back, and you got my back, and we're going we're gonna to go forward and face this, this thing called life and win.
said it was fair So we see that in the end, they fought all the opposition that was coming against them together. And there's so many things coming at us from every different direction that we need, we need the Christ factor. We need the God factor in our life. Jesus said it like this, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. So when we realize we have a problem we, 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 with each other, the first thing we need to do is talk to God about it. Amen? And... and uh, before we talk to the other person. Talk to God before we talk to the other person. Otherwise, uh, we're going to mess it up. We're going to get stupid. And the Bible says in Philippians, Don't be anxious about anything, but with prayer and thanksgiving, let your heart, uh, in your heart, present your request to God. I'm almost finished. Everyone still with me? So talk to the other person about their deal first. Look in the mirror. Jesus said, why are you trying to take the speck out of this person's eye when you got a beam in your own eye? You know, it's kind of like, you know, going around like this and saying, here, let me help you with that problem right there. You know, or we look at our spouse and say, you know, I'm so tired of that thing in your eye. And, you know, we're walking around with this big old thing hanging out of our eye that we don't even notice. We're so used to having it. But, you know, we're going to point out everything wrong about you. And we've got this deal hanging on. And that's what, how, how stupid that is. So it's important first to go to God. Amen? It's important first to go to God. And then look in the mirror. Ask God to show you you first before you, we go to our, to our spouse and point out the things in them or our family members. Amen? All right, I'm going to have uh, everyone uh, get a handout here. and We're going to end it up with this. See, religion sees all the wrong in your life. But Christ sees all the potential in your life. Religion points out everything that you do wrong, and this one thing you always come short in. But God says, I have good thoughts for you, thoughts of good and not of evil. God is awesome. He's on your side. He's, he's ready to pull for you and help you in your marriage, help you in your family, help you in your, in your life. And he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Jesus sees potential. He sees the good in you and that's why He's provided everything for our life. And uh, God is love, and God gives that love to us. Once we go to God, then we can use this formula that I handed out to you. You have to go to God first, otherwise it doesn't work. And uh, so you can look at this, and, and I'm sure you're not going to carry that around in your pocket. You know, okay, wait a minute, we're fighting. Let's get the rule book out. But just kind of know it in your, in your spirit. You can look at it. You know, first figure out the issue. What are we really fighting about? What, what, is, what is the deal? What, what are we really talking about here? What is the problem here? Let's not get off track, all right? And then identify each person's need. What, what is this person, uh, what does my wife need from me? What does my wife need in this situation? Maybe she doesn't need anything from me. You know, men are great fix-it guys. They always want to fix it. And sometimes the wife doesn't need it fixed. And I'll tell you this. Here's the secret, guys. Don't ever tell your wife, now I'm in trouble. Come on, wives. You know what I'm talking about. That is just like, you know, they don't want to be your mama. Thank you for that one amen. 
Okay? Then generate solutions. Remember, you've already prayed individually. You've already went to God. You've got the big old honking stick out of your own eye. And now you're ready to, you know, you've dealt with yourself. And now you're in this thing. Okay? Because if you don't, then you're not going to generate any solutions. If you don't, when it comes to this prayer together, you're going to be all, God, help this woman of mine open up her eyes and see. You know, your prayers are going to reflect the anger that's inside of you. That's why you got to go to God first, yourself, and say, God, I'm open to you. What is up with me? You know, I want to look at me first. I'm looking at you to look at me. I'm not even bringing my wife into this. What about me? What is up with me? And get the pride out of the way, get the anger out of the way, and let that all out to God. Then come in and say, okay, let's figure out this issue. Let's, uh, let's see what, what some solutions could be and get some ideas and plans and work it out together. Because you know what? There's a lot of stuff coming from the outside, and you guys need to be together in life. And uh, then pray together. And, you know, you can't pray together unless you first prayed alone. Otherwise, it's just going to get ugly. And then just take the responsibility for this, for, to walk those solutions out. If you don't take the responsibility for it, you can work out all the plans you want and all the ideas you want. But, you know, someone's got to stand up and, and walk it out. Someone's got to stand up and walk it out. Why not you? Why not, why not let this day, hard rock day, hard rock night, let it be the time when you can go back and say, you know what? We learned how to fight right there. We learned how to do this thing called life. We learned how to live, how we can live together. And, and of course, it's God first. And maybe you're here today and you haven't received Christ into your life. And uh, you haven't received Him as your Savior. So you don't even have the God factor. Praying is like a distant thing when Christ said, I'll be with you wherever you go. Sometimes people think, well, I don't even need God. I don't need God in my life. I can do things okay. I'm a good person. I've never done anything wrong, you know, really. I haven't, I haven't hurt anybody or anything like that. I've, been, I've, been a good, I've got good moral standards, but, you know, that's not, that's not what's going to get the God factor in our life. You know, sometimes it's harder for a good person to receive God than it is for somebody who's a bad person. But God came for everybody. He sent Jesus pay the price for everybody you know the Bible reveals to us in the new covenant that every person has sinned and come short of the glory of God every person we're born in sin that's why that thing I read to you is in our heart because we're born in sin in the beginning you know Adam opened up the door so that sin of Adam is in every man every woman every child That's what separates us from God. But the moment we receive Christ, that thing's gone. And now, that's why they say, the Bible says we are born again. Your past is no longer part of your present. Because at that moment, God says, I'm going to erase that. Oh, it's still in our brain. It's still part of our natural history. But in the spirit world, you're brand new. The Bible says we become a new creature. And if you study the Greek of those words in English, it literally means something that's never been created before. That moment. 
That's what happens. Brand new. You know, the Bible also reveals to us that not only are we all born in sin, but that the wages of sin is death. And, of course, death means separation from God. And, if, and so if we all have sin, if we're all born in sin and come short of God and the wages of sin is death, then what, what can we do? Well, the cool thing is we don't have to do anything but believe it because Jesus revealed God's love to us even while we were His enemies, even when we were away from Him in our sin, Christ died for us. What a revelation of God's love. Think about this. When Jesus was at the cross, hanging there, paying the price and taking the punishment for our sins, we weren't even born yet. Every sin that you've ever committed or ever will commit were paid for at the cross of Jesus Christ. Incredible. You can receive that freedom today to be a righteous person in God's life, in God's kingdom. And you know what else is really cool about this thing called kingdom, called being born again, is this. It's not based on our performance. It's not do good to get good. It's receiving what Christ has freely given to us because of the love of God. And when that revelation comes to us, how much God loves us and cares for us, everything changes. You know what else is pretty awesome to me? Is whoever will can receive this life. Whoever chooses to receive it. He gives us the power to choose it. It's not what we feel. It's what we believe. I want you to stand up to your feet. I'm going to have the pastor come in just a moment. I just want to encourage you today. You know, we had fun, and I don't use videos in my teachings a lot, but I thought on this type of event it would be fun and to, to you know, just bring that in and make it more, you know, like, okay, I can kind of relate to that a little bit. But one thing I, I do know, and that's this, that God's amazing grace is here in this building. His amazing grace. And, it, and it, it's, not a, it's not a difficult thing. It's as easy as taking one step towards Him. The Bible says if we just draw near to Him, He will draw near to us. But what, what's amazing is He's already drawing near to you. Because faith comes by hearing. Amen. I'm going to have the pastor come and finish up today. And I know that God's here to make a difference in your life. God's here to make a difference in your life. Come on, pastor. Amen. In God good. Don't you love the word of God? The fact is, you know, I, I really uh, sense tonight that if, if we'll open our heart and our mind, God can do work in us. You know, what would happen if you let God do what He wants to do in your life? 
what change could be uh, performed in you if you just let God work in your life? If you just stopped and let go, let God do what you need. God, God's plan is for your good. It's for your good. He said, when, he said tonight that when we get angry, we get dumber. Right? Well, the other side of that coin is that when you introduce peace, wisdom begins to flow. Psalms 119, verse 165. Great peace have those that love his law. Nothing can come against them, cause them to fall, fail, stumble. The peace that God wants to introduce into your life tonight. Are you, would you let him do it? Would you let him, would you let him pour into your life? I just want you to close your eyes for just a minute. And we're, we're just going to pray. We're going to pray together. And tonight as we pray, maybe you're in a position now where it's time to let God bring that peace into your life. Maybe you have lived separated from God, and it's time now to be connected to Him through a genuine, relevant relationship with Jesus Christ. Just a moment. We're all going to pray together, and we're not, we wouldn't do anything to embarrass you. We're not going to call you out. But if you're here tonight and you say, you know what? I'm ready to allow the peace of God to be introduced into the environment of my life. I don't know. Maybe you've never prayed the sinner's prayer. Maybe you've prayed it a hundred times. That's not the question. The question is, are you ready to allow God to work in you tonight? To change you from the inside out. To bring hope to a hopeless situation. To bring incredible peace in the midst of what might be an incredible storm. If that's you, while no one's looking around, would you just hold your hand up and say, this prayer is going to be mine tonight. Thank you. You can put it down. Somebody else, I'm ready tonight. I'm going to receive the peace of God that passes understanding. I, I want real relationship with a real God. I don't want to play a church game. I want God to move in my life, to change me from the inside out. I'm ready. This is going to be my prayer. Somebody else, just hold your hand up. It's awesome. Just let me see it. Just say, that's, this is me. This is my prayer. This is my night. I'm ready. Thank you. You can put him down. It's awesome. The best decision you'll ever make is to just surrender and let God take his place as the Lord of your life. Would you just pray this with me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love, your forgiveness, your acceptance. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me vision. Give me strength and wisdom. I will live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. And thank you for the peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Would you give the Lord a hand tonight? Come on, guys, let's celebrate. Father, we magnify your name. We magnify your name, Lord. Amen. Guys, it's just awesome to know that God's plan for your house. You know, Isaiah 32, 18, he says, My people are going to dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. God's plan for your family is good. Amen? Family life is awesome. And we want to have the strongest, most healthy families in the city. We want to be out in front, right? We, we want to demonstrate what it looks like to live a life that demonstrates Satan's defeat on a daily basis. We, even in the middle of chaos and storm, that we've got a peace. Amen? So let, let me just pray for you before we go. Father, I just thank you that as we gather together into your presence, you make a difference in us. 
And the difference you're making in us is empowering us to make a difference everywhere we go. So, Lord, as we carry the message out of here, we want to, we want to be a living demonstration of victory in Jesus. Father, I thank you for strong homes. I thank you for healed relationships. I thank you for uh, uh, destinies that are put back together again. We thought we were off track, but we find out that we haven't strayed too far. Your love and your mercy is pulling us right on track tonight. We give you the glory and the honor. Lord, I thank you that every home represented here is going to know a greater level of peace. That we have the, the mind of Christ, the wisdom of God, and we know how to fight right. Lord, we give you praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn and give somebody a high five. Tell them you look good in the presence of God. Again, I want to thank all the guys that worked, that made this happen, and all of you for coming. Be blessed, guys. We love you.